Hi there. Welcome to the 11th edition of the Stay Frosty Park Run podcast. I'm your host, Emu, and I'm going to be here for about the next 20 minutes or so. This week, I'm looking specifically at music and motivation for your running. I'll be sharing Paul's story in my Star Park Runner segment, looking at the featured park run, updating the Christmas calendar, and of course, detailing our park run exploits for this week. As always, if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so on my Facebook page or by dropping me an email to stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com. But first, something which I've touched on before but not yet looked at in any real detail is what helps to keep you motivated during your run. From a personal perspective, until a few months ago, I would have sworn by my running playlist. If I hear a track which I find really makes me want to get up and move around or makes me feel some sort of strong emotion, then it will likely end up on my running playlist. Similarly, if I hear a song during my run which doesn't cut the mustard anymore, maybe I've heard it too many times or maybe it doesn't motivate me like it used to, then it usually gets bumped down the list outside of my normal uh, park running time or it gets dropped from the list altogether. I'm deliberately being non-specific here because every person is different when it comes to music and everyone is motivated by different sounds, different voices, different kind of tracks. But to give you a taste, um, tracks on my running playlist are not limited to, but at the moment include Viva La Vida by Coldplay, which I find is a really good starting track just to get you going, to sort of warm you up, because I usually use the start of my park run as a, as a warm-up. Runnin', Lose It All by Naughty Boy. Love Me Again by John Newman. Feeling Good by Muse, a classic. And Pompeii Bas- by Bastille, which I found is a really good finishing track to sort of pick you up and just keep you going when you're feeling really tired at the end there. My slightly less mainstream choices uh, sort of uh, include uh, Tina Turner's What's Love Got To Do With It, Winter Gutton's Marble Machine, which has a really good rhythm for running, and Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen by Quindon Tarver. Basically things that I've uh, listened to in my childhood and really enjoyed and sort of brings back some nice memories for me there. Like I say, it's all down to personal taste. I find a track either needs to make me feel something and inspire me emotionally, or to have a really good rhythm which matches or is close to my running pace, and that way it just sort of keeps me going at the same kind of pace, helps me even out my pace as I go round. As a side note here, I'd also like to mention that... uh, If you're watching a film or reading a book, uh, especially films and books where you can identify with the main character or, um, you know, one of those films that you watch at the cinema and when you walk out of the cinema, you just feel really empowered, like like you could literally go running right there and then. Or if you read a book that's got a really powerful character in it and it just inspires you to do something big, to do something great. That can also help you with your run. Obviously, you can't watch movies and read books whilst you're running. I've never tried it, but I'm I'm guessing it's probably not a good idea. But uh, that that feeling that you get from watching the film or from uh, reading the book, you can carry that with you. So if you're not listening to music and you're thinking about this inspiring character or this inspiring film or book that you've read, it can give you the motivation to keep going longer than you normally would. Or or even just thinking about the film or the book could actually uh, keep you running and distract you from any sort of fatigue that you might be feeling because you're wrapped up in your own thoughts about the film or the book that you just saw. You might have noticed that I said music was my go-to until a few months ago. This was uh, because, due to circumstance, I found myself running a couple of times without music, and I actually really enjoyed it. I hadn't done it for a very long time, and I really enjoyed getting into a rhythm with my pace and my breathing. 
I found it almost therapeutic to run to my own beat, to my own rhythm, breathing, etc. So I continued to run without music right up until the point where I injured my foot. I also find that running without music gives you a free reign to sort of let your mind wander a bit. You might find that you end up thinking about things which have been worrying, worrying you recently or stressing you out. But I invariably find that my mind comes to a resolution or can make peace with those thoughts, if you, especially if you're on a long run and you're sort of churning them over in your mind. Um, I will say here you're also in danger of sort of stressing more about things if you find that your thoughts are just going around in a circle and it's perpetuating itself. Maybe that's not such a good thing. But personally, I find that usually I can break that cycle and find uh, some sort of resolution in my mind, some some action maybe that I'm going to take to try to alleviate the stress or to try and resolve something that's been worrying me also gives you time to uh, mentally digest any issues that you might have been struggling with um, but maybe time that you've not had to think these things through fully. Some people offer tips on things you can think about on longer runs so there's a website that I found Tina Muir com forward slash motivated dash during dash runs don't worry I'll put this on my Facebook page again has some tips for longer distance running to help you stay motivated and to use your running time productively. So Runner's World also offers some pros and cons of listening to music. Pros include getting you ready to go before your run, helping you to keep a consistent pace, and helping your run feel easier by distracting you from things like uh, feelings of fatigue as you as you get further into your run. Cons include safety, obviously, by blocking out the noises around you, especially if you're doing a bit of road running, you might not hear the traffic sounds around you, which could be potentially quite dangerous. Running is also a good way to escape things like modern technology and get away from it all for a time. So having your phone with you to listen to music kind of negates this because obviously if you're listening to music quite often you'll also get the bing bongs from your emails or messages. Whether it's work related or not, doesn't matter. It is quite nice to escape this sometimes. As always I'll put the websites I've referred to on my Facebook page so you can review them in your own time if you want to. And now I'm going to move on to the Star Park Runner segment. So for this week's Star Park Runner, I'm very pleased to introduce you all to... Paul. So, Paul's Park Run story started in a hospital bed of April this year. He was admitted for severe dehydration and was subsequently subjected to tests for diverticulitis, Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. During his hospital stay, his partner and stepdaughter decided to enter a 10k run together. Paul chose to join them and improve his health, having recently given up smoking. They were surprised, but very happy for him to join them. Thankfully, all his tests came back negative, and a few weeks later, Paul had recovered his strength and was out of hospital. He began a new regime of eating healthily, giving up on his vaping and starting to run. After 35 years of not running, he decided to use the couch to 10k plan to get him ready for his 10k run. It was difficult starting off, but he was encouraged by the fact that he just about managed to meet each of his targets set by the plan in the first few weeks. And it was around this point that he found out about Park Run and decided to try his closest one, which was Rutland Water. He completed his first one in 37 minutes and 9 seconds and has continued to improve his park running times week by week. As of today, he has volunteered three times and completed 15 park runs. His best time is now 29 minutes and 14 seconds. Paul has now done three 10k runs and one of these was for the charity Crohn's and Colitis UK, who he wanted to help as they had helped him when he was in hospital.
I'm going to add a link on my Facebook page to Paul's Just Giving page, so if you'd like to donate to help him raise money and awareness for Crohn's and Colitis UK, please click on the link. He's also signed up for the London Landmarks Half Marathon next year and will be raising funds for brain tumour research, as his partner had brain surgery last year to remove a tumour and is thankfully now all well again. Paul is currently working towards his Pirates his Park Run Pirates Challenge of seven C's and an R. Massive congratulations, Paul, on breaking the 30-minute mark, on your continuing health drive and on your amazing charity fundraising. Thank you very much for sending in your story. It was a pleasure to share it. I'm now going to look at my featured park run, and this week I'd like to take a look at Rutland Water, Paul's home park run. Rutland Water Park Run is next to one of the largest man-made reservoirs in Europe, called, as you may have guessed, Rutland Water. It's in the East Midlands and located between Oakham and Stamford. Car sharing is strongly encouraged for this park run, but there is a nearby car park which is charged at a flat rate of £1 by getting your car parking ticket validated at the fishing tackle shop after you finish the run. The nearest bus stop is five minutes walk away in Normanton Village. The course runs on tarmac and farm tracks along the edge of a reservoir, with a turning point about two-thirds of the way over the reservoir dam. Runners need to stick to the left for the whole of the course, as it's an out-and-back course, and runners will be going in both directions on this run. Rutland Water is a flat, picturesque park run with a post-run coffee for those who want it in the Waterside Café. Volunteer numbers have ranged between 17 and 42, but normally about the 25 to 30 mark. The number of runners has been as low as 27 in 2015 and as high as 364, which was on the 7th of April in 2018. But normally now the range is between 250 and about 300, 310. This week was Rutland Water's 150th park run. Congratulations, guys. Uh, They started on the 24th of October in 2015. For final thoughts on this park run, Paul has very kindly been in touch with the run director at Rutland Water to ask if there's anything they'd like to mention, and I have to say their enthusiasm shines through in their very detailed answer, which I will read out but in a condensed format. So Rutland Water is a very inclusive event. It has the benefit of very few hazards, which which means we can encourage as many people as possible to take part. We have hearing impaired runners and visually impaired runners regularly taking part or volunteering. We ensure that our course can be accessed by those suffering with dementia or other dementia or other similar conditions and encourage walkers on the course, as well as having a fantastic team of volunteers, some of whom volunteer every single week, which is a real testament to Parkrun's Prove Project, P-R-O-V-E, Parkrun park run Running or Volunteering for Everyone. I have to say, Rutland Water does sound like an amazing place to run and socialise. Thank you again, Paul, for all the information you shared on that one. And that noise means it's time to update my Christmas calendar. So, Jay and I will be in extra over Christmas, as I mentioned last week. But for New Year's, we will be back in London, more precisely in the Barking area of London, as we'll be spending New Year's at my sister's place. To this end, we have looked up Barking Park Run, but it hasn't yet announced whether they'll be having a New Year's Day Park Run. But they are having a Christmas Day Park Run, which starts at 9am. However, if Barking don't have a New Year's Day event, there are some other options 
if we're not too hung, too hungover that we could look at. So Valentine's Park Run isn't having a Christmas Day event, but is having a park run at 10am on New Year's Day, and that's a little bit north of Barking. A little further west of that is Wanstead Flats Park Run, which uh, having event on Christmas Day and New Year's Day, both starting at 9am, so that's an early one. Another one that I've been meaning to try out for a while now is uh, Southwark Park Run, which has an event Christmas Day at 9am and a New Year's Day event at 10.30am. Going further east of Barking instead of west, Harrow Lodge Park Run doesn't have a Christmas Day event, but does have a 10.30am start for their New Year's Day event. And out that way as well, Raphael Park Run doesn't have one on Christmas Day, but does have a New Year's Day run starting at 9am. Although our park run plans on New Year's Day are not yet settled, I do like the idea of doing the double on New Year's Day. But in the end it may just come down to logistics, like how quickly we can get from one event to the other, and also whether they're willing or able to get up at that time in the morning if we do one at 9am and another one at 10.30. <clears throat> so other festive park runs throughout the country include, again ones that I've picked at random here, so Queen Elizabeth Park Run, South East England, north of Portsmouth, which has a Christmas Day park run starting at 10am and a New Year's Day park run starting at 10.30am. Cliff Castle Park Run in Yorkshire and the Humber has a Christmas Day event at 9am and a New Year's Day one starting at 10.30am. Newport Park Run in Wales has events on both Christmas Day and New Year's Day and they're both starting at 9am. Bath Skyline Park Run in the southwest of England has not got a Christmas Day event, but does have a New Year's Day event, which starts at 9.30am. Falkirk Park Run in Scotland has a Christmas Day event starting at 9.30am, but hasn't yet announced whether they're going to have a New Year's Day event or not. Orangefield Park Run in Northern Ireland is having their Christmas Day event at 10.30am and their New Year's Day event at 11am. Wilmslow Park Run has events on Christmas and New Year's at 9am and 10.30am respectively. And finally, for this week's Christmas calendar, Hartlepool Park Run in North East England has a Christmas Day event at 9am and a New Year's Day event at 10.30am. As I mentioned before, I'm picking these at random and there isn't going to be enough time to read out all the uh, Christmas events that are going on all over the country. So if you'd like me to mention yours in particular, by all means drop me a message on the Facebook page or send me an email to stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com and I'll give your Christmas event a, a shout out. But the link to the page is of course on, I've pinned it to the top of my Facebook page wall now so that everyone can see it. If you go onto the Facebook page, it's there right at the top and you can click on it. And uh, I saw someone's also post posted uh, the Australian uh, calendar as well. If you're down in Australia and you want to know what the Christmas events are, it's also pinned to the top of the wall there in the comments section. And last but no means least, we're on to our park runs for this week. So this week we went and joined my sister over in Barking. It was a little bit wet underfoot, but thankfully we missed the rain showers which we saw throughout the day yesterday. So Nikki, my sister, she ran in an impressive time of 24 minutes and 30 seconds. Jay ran a new Barking PB in a time of 28 minutes and 14 seconds. Congratulations, Jay. And I managed to haul myself back onto the park running course and managed to pull out a time of 28 minutes and 49 seconds, 
which I'm very happy with considering how difficult it fell, felt. I couldn't believe how much it felt like uh, my fitness had disappeared. I was, I was a little bit gutted. My foot's not 100% yet, but it's a lot better than it has been. Certainly running isn't very uncomfortable anymore, which is... With the uh, Fulham 10K looming large next week, I decided that it w- I would do a bit of a test run and see how it was feeling. I think I will be able to complete the 10K next week, but I'm, it's going to be a lot slower than I was planning on doing it, which is a bit of a shame. But I know there'll be other opportunities and other runs I can enter further down the line. I just need to learn to be a little more patient whilst I'm waiting for injuries to heal. It's, it's very frustrating still, but uh, I know it will heal with time. Next week, I'm going to reopen the parkrun abroad topic, but I'll be looking at the next selection of countries where parkrun has been established outside of the UK. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with your comments, queries or stories that I'd love to hear, simply let me know on the Stay Frosty Parkrun Facebook page or send me an email on stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com. Thank you all very much for listening. Have a great week, Stay Frosty Parkrunners, and I'll see you next week. Yeah.